live from love and not from fear. I once heard that the opposite of love is fear. Where there is fear, there is no place for love. It makes sense. And almost 17 months past D-Day, I realized that's how I want to live my life post-infidelity, from love. Once the pain subsided and boundaries were in place long enough to get used to the new certainty about uncertainty, it was time to enjoy the rest of our lives. Our happily ever after must be renewed every morning. In what felt like a new stage at the end of 2019, I stopped rationalizing Mark's affair and just accepted the growth that came out of it. I became aware of beliefs and fears that I had been holding inside of me that didn't contribute to my well-being. I wanted to let them go with the closing decade. In hindsight, the truth of Mark's infidelity came out in the summer of 2018, after a hell couple of years while he was unavailable emotionally to his family, including his siblings. That's why I firmly believe that his own parents helped me uncover his perfectly camouflaged affair. From beyond the grave, they helped. I have no doubt about it. You can hear more about it on episode one. We were now a happier extended family. I had the most honest and deep conversations with Mark since I met him back in 1995. My children appreciated their parents living happily together and hopefully they have learned the consequences of lying and deceit in a marriage. When I was experiencing excruciating pain from Mark's choices, I couldn't believe that the time would come when I could be hopeful and marry again. I felt stuck in the past without hope for new days when the affair wouldn't occupy most of my thoughts. The time finally came a bit over 17 months past D-Day. Would I relapse? Probably, but I wasn't worried about it. I still felt love in my heart. It was similar to the darkest hours of the first few months after D-Day when I couldn't switch off my love for Mark and it was pouring out heavily again, even more than at the beginning. There had been loud and clear love declarations. I remember how a few months earlier, I couldn't accept what my good friend Emily called a victory for me. She said I came out a winner because I was forgiving and because I was chosen by Mark. I couldn't grasp the meaning of what she said then, but I could now. I always knew I was giving my love for Mark a chance. I doubted his love for me since I discovered the affair. 17 months past D-Day, I knew finally that he loved me. Maybe loving is truly a decision and he decided to stick to us. He never gave up on us after the discovery. I had to give him that. I felt like I didn't need to put him to the test by suggesting we separated again. I accepted that he chose me, us, over an affair partner, the twant. I learned that sex should be scheduled and that foreplay starts by thinking and talking about it. If you don't do it as a spouse, the married colleague might be willing. After all, they think sexting or talking over the phone from car to car is no affair affair. 
is just something foolish that means nothing and never a threat to their marriages. We've learned the hard way that it is. Ambiguity at work or with other school parents or during the car rides to afternoon activities can lead to affairs. It all starts by spending time while we are still energetic enough to enjoy an intelligent conversation with a pleasant person. Unfortunately, the pressure imposed by parenting and individual success at work, meaning a paid job, doesn't leave much energy left for our spouses. Let's not forget that our spouses were once the classmate or the colleague or the sportsmate. We know how a new relationship can start. We are all humans and our physiologies are very clear. If you spend enjoyable time with someone, you may very well fall for them. Make sure you're spending it with your loving spouse. If your spouse cheated on you and is remorseful, be patient, forgiving and practical about it. Give yourself a chance to rebuild a life with someone you know well and in whom you have invested time, energy and love. Find joy through your senses. Music, smells, colors, air quality, and hydration, they all play a role in our mood. The marketers know it. They have studied the effect of every detail inside a retail shop to increase the odds of selling their products. Their bottom line is, the better you make your customer feel in the shop, the higher the chance they'll want to get something from it to remember this feel-good sensation. We can use the same principle to cheer up from the post-D-Day misery. Infidelity really sucks and affects so many compartments in our life. The end of year celebrations or lack of take a whole new meaning after infidelity is discovered or disclosed. 2019 was my second end of year post-D-Day and I was a much stronger version than in 2018. I no longer felt the need to soothe my pain daily by spending hours reading, listening or watching content about love, relationships or infidelity. Life started to feel like it goes on again. My intention in writing this on my blog was to give hope to those who were not there yet. I wanted everyone to know that it is possible to feel less pain as time passes by and you, provided you work on recovering from the devastating effects of betrayal by your spouse or long-term life partner. Here are some strategies you can add to your daily or weekly routine to cheer up through your senses. Just ideas. Scented candles are perfect in the cooler months. Lavender has soothing effects. Play music that takes you back in time to happier times like teenagehood or even earlier. Sound is energy, vibrations that create waves. Tune into the right frequency for a better mood. Use baroque music to relax or carols to get into the Christmas spirit if you wish. Control how much light there is in your room. Dimmer light favors relaxation. Colors also vary in frequency. You can change or cover the screen of a lamp to create a new ambiance. 
Make sure the temperature is comfortable to allow your muscles to relax. Breathe consciously to ensure there is enough air entering your lungs. Stay hydrated and cheer up with a bottle of the best mineral water available. Listen to your body. Have a nap instead of a coffee if you feel sleepy and you can do it. Watch a program that relaxes you. Stand-up comedy or science fiction depending on your taste. I hope you can start implementing some of the above today. We get so caught up in our negative thoughts that we forget to breathe deeply and drink water sometimes. That can also contribute to a sad mood. So do something now to improve. Breathe, drink water, find music, find colors, find a smell. I send you my love. Three steps that might stop you from falling in the emotional dip. As you sail through the rough seas of infidelity, you wonder when you will reach the shore. When will be the day when you will not imagine your long-term partner or yourself in proximity to the affair partner? It could be at a child's sports event that you meet her, or at a work meeting that your spouse has with her, or a neighborhood shop that you see her. After all, affair partners are not aliens. They live amongst us. Mark had been doing recovery work for 17 months and he had a work meeting with the ex-affair partner. He knew that I knew and I could detect slight anxiety in him during the morning before leaving for work. There was no need to talk about it. The last thing you want to do is to bring the other woman into your life with a recovering ex-unfaithful husband. I wanted to rant, the same old rant. Why did he have to cheat? And in my case, why did he have to cheat with a co-worker whom he has to continue to see even after the affair is over? Shit happens. It is life. While we are alive, there will be good and bad things happening to us. Diseases, accidents and betrayals alongside birth, proud moments, achievements, abundance, peace, health, laughs and dancing. It is everyone's greatest wish to be able to appreciate and enjoy the good moments in life and to be able to leave the shitty ones in the past, especially if they are a matter of the past. There will be joint pains, wrinkles, gray hairs, and other permanent conditions that we can only cover up or somehow frame them in a way that will make them bearable. Why is it so difficult to leave the affair in the bloody past where it belongs? It's because we wouldn't have caused the same trauma to our partner. We cannot conceive the idea that we would have an affair as whatever they used it for. We would have faced the issue that was bothering us together with our spouse or partner, but they chose not to. Here are three simple steps that we have already discussed and really helped me not to stay in a sad place for very long. I could actually enjoy my son's company during the holidays and realize there is so much more to life than my husband's affair. 
Number one, acceptance. Acceptance is the first step towards stopping the boat from docking at misery land. If we see that we are fast approaching, let's not panic. We've been there before and we know that worrying about it will not prevent it. I mean docking at misery land. Accept that you might feel miserable and pity yourself for a few hours, days or weeks. The second is self-compassion. It follows acceptance. Once we don't fight that our spouse decided to cheat and make us forever the betrayed, we can start looking at our own flaws. In my case, I am needy. I get teary. It's okay. Let it be. It helps. It helps me. You should accept how you feel and be okay with it. Don't judge yourself. And number three, treat yourself to a merry playlist, a film, a nice book, aromatherapy, a nap, a conversation, a nice conversation with a good friend, browsing YouTube, your favorite blogs, writing, running, swimming, going to the hairdresser, sitting down for a cup of coffee or tea, skipping a house chore, attending a yoga class. There are other options in the previous chapter. So acceptance, accept how you feel, accept that the affair happened. Second, self-compassion, accept yourself, love yourself as you are, don't judge. And three, treat yourself to something nice, to cheer up. You've listened to two chapters from the book Sail Beyond Infidelity by Helen Tower, available on Amazon Books, on paperback and digital editions, available also on Kindle Unlimited. You can leave a voice message to the author who has been um, recovering from infidelity since July 2018. You can do so by going to her profile on Spotify or on Anchor and recording a voice message. She can answer to you after she listens to what you have to say and it's private between you and her. Also, all the information in the books is available for free in her blog, sailingthroughinfidelity.blogspot.com. You can connect with the author Helen Tower on Twitter at sailinginfidel1 or just search Helen Tower. Also on Instagram, you can search Helen Tower, Stay Calm. And on Facebook, Stay Calm Through Infidelity with Helen Tower is a page.